0: Second Samuel 22, we will read the entire chapter again this evening, but our text will be verses 32 through 51. Hear now the word of God, it is infallible, it is inerrant, it is God speaking to us, so let us pay close attention. And David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior, you save me from violence. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And I am saved from my enemies. For the ways of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord. To my God I called. From His temple He heard my voice. And my cry came to His ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked, the foundations of the heavens trembled and quaked because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth, glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He was seen on the wings of the wind. He made darkness around him, his canopy, thick clouds, a gathering of water. And of the brightness before him, coals of fire flamed forth. the Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered His voice. And he sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and routed them. And the channels of the sea were seen, the foundations of the world were laid bare at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from on high, He took me, he drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They, com- they confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because He delighted in me. The Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He rewarded me, for I have kept the ways of the Lord And have not wickedly departed from my God. For all His rules were before me. And from His statutes I did not turn aside. I was blameless before Him. And I kept myself from guilt. And the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to my cleanness in His sight. With the merciful you will show yourself merciful. With a blameless man, you show yourself blameless. With the purified, you deal purely. And with the crooked, you make yourself seem torturous. You save a humble people, but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them down. For you are my lamp, O Lord, and my God lightens my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. And by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true, he is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord, and who is a rock except our God? This God is my strong refuge and has made my way blameless. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation, and your gentleness made me great. You have a wide place for my steps under me, and my feet did not slip. I pursued my enemies and destroyed them, and did not turn back until they were consumed. I consumed them, I thrust them through, so that they did not rise. They fell under my feet. For you equipped me with strength for the battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me. Those who hated me uh, and I destroyed them. They looked but there was none to save. They cried to the Lord but He did not answer them. I beat them fine as the dust of the earth. I crushed them and stamped them down like the mire of the streets. You delivered me from strife with my people. You kept me as the head of the nations. People whom I had not known served me. Foreigners came cringing to me. As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their fortresses. The Lord lives and blessed be my rock. And exalted be my God, the rock of my salvation. The God who gave me vengeance and brought down peoples under me. Who brought me out from my enemies. You exalted me above those who rise against me. You delivered me from men of violence. For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. And sing praises to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king. And shows steadfast love to his anointed. To David... And his offspring forever. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God endures forever. You may be seated. This evening, we come again to David's song to the Lord. Last Sunday evening, we looked at verses 1 through 31. We saw when David wrote this song. It was at the time when the Lord delivered him from the hand of All his enemies and from the hand of Saul. We saw how the Lord is our rock, how the Lord is our deliverer, how the Lord rewards those who are righteous. And at the end of our text last week, we were reminded of the perfect way of God. The word of the Lord proves true because it is true. And those who take refuge in the Lord, He is a shield. For them. Now, again, we know that this song, or our Psalm of praise, is also preserved for us in Psalm eighteen. Again, David is reviewing the mercies of his life. Some believe David penned this in his old age; he may well have done that. But he is reviewing his life and what God had done for him—the many preservation[s] God had blessed him with from first to last. Again, the Lord's blessings and mercies should always lead us to sing praise to our God. We should be a singing people as God's people. And David understood this. David recognized why he was king over Israel. Why he was where he was at at that moment in time. It was all because of God. It was all because of the fact that God... Is his rock and his deliverer. There is no other god to to go to but the one true God that David knows here in the psalm and that we know tonight as well. And so again, there are three things we learn as we finish up with this psalm tonight. And the first we learn in verses thirty-two through forty-six, and it's simply this: the Lord is God. David asked two questions and. In verse 32, for who is God but the Lord and who is a rock except our God? And what are the answers to those two questions? No one. There is no other God. There is no other Lord. In this section, beginning in verse 32, is the third major section of this psalm. And and it expounds the outworking of God's saving deliverance. And David begins by describing the Lord as the enabler of Of his servant David. And David places the name of God. Front and center. There is no other God. But David's God. There is no other Lord. But David's Lord. There is no other rock. Except. Our God. There is one true God. Now he has revealed himself to us. In the pages of Holy Scripture, we know He is the Triune God. There is no other. All other so-called gods of this world, they, they come from the imaginations of men. They are not real. There is one God who rules the heavens and the earth. And that is the God that we have come to worship tonight. And He alone is that rock for David. We have heard That term of of the Lord being a rock and a fortress and a deliverer throughout this psalm because it is true for David and it is true for us. There's nothing that can move our God, there's no one that can move our God. In verses 33 through 37, David glorifies God who readies him for battle against the enemy. In verse 33, this God is my strong refuge and has made my way blameless. Again, David recognized that there is only one refuge for him. That is God. It is God who had made David blameless. Remember last week we heard David talking about his righteousness. And we said, well, how can he say that? After all, he has sinned greatly against the Lord. Well, the same way that we can be called righteous tonight is through the righteousness Of Jesus Christ. God has made our way blameless. Just as He did David's. And it is the Lord who armed David with strength. And making him physically and and mentally and spiritually powerful. David says that the Lord made His feet like the feet of a deer. The Lord set David secure on the height." Now Habakkuk in his prophecy, he borrowed this verse from David because it almost reads identical at the very end of Habakkuk verse chapter 3 verse 19 where he said, God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on high places. You see for David, what awaited him was, were the high places. What God gave him were the high places and the heights. And God prepared David for all that he had Done for the wars, for the battles. Now, these were physical wars and battles for David. But those physical battles against the enemies of God and God's people, they, they are a picture of the spiritual battle that we are in. Every day we're in a spiritual battle against the enemies of God, and it is God. Who trains our hands for war? It is God who gives to us the shield uh, of salvation, and and His gentleness has made us great. It is God who makes a wide place for our steps. Last week, we learned that David, many times, he was hemmed in by the enemy. We think of Saul, especially hemming David in on several occasions. David having an opportunity to strike the Lord's anointed, but never would, and, and waiting upon God to take care of his enemies. And, and God, in taking care of David's enemies, He broadened His place, uh, a, uh, the wide place for David. As He said in verse 20, God brought David out into a broad place and rescued David. Why? Because God... Delighted in David. David continues and reminds us of the victories he gained over his enemies with the help of the Lord. Verses 38 and 39, David says, I pursued my enemies and destroyed them and did not turn back until they were consumed. I consumed them. I thrust them through so that they did not rise. They fell Under my feet. Again, David is the Lord's anointed. He is the king of Israel. He is the one that God sat on that throne after Saul. He is the one fighting the wars of God Himself. And, And God gave him great victories. He destroyed all of his enemies. In verses 40 and 41, David addresses the Lord directly. It was the Lord who equipped David for, for battle with strength and who made those who came against David to sink under David and who made the enemies of David turn their backs to, to him. Those who hated David, he destroyed them. And no matter what the enemies of God or the enemies of David tried, there was no relief. The enemies of David, they looked, but there was no one to save. Some, David says, even cried to the Lord, but the Lord did not answer them. Why? Because they did not recognize Him as Lord. Those who cry to the Lord not in faith, not recognize God. They they may be in some distress. You know how how some people, they, they get in a great distress. They pray, God, if You'll take this from me, I'll serve You the rest of my days. And many of those folks... Do not do that even if God delivers them. And so David was able to crush his enemies. He stamped them down like the mire of the streets. And in verses 44 through 46, David gives credit to God for enabling him to. To gain victory over his enemies. Earlier David confessed that the Lord is his deliverer. Now he acknowledges the fact that God has delivered him from attacks on all sides. Strife with the people of Israel. God kept David as the head of the nations. For Israel was the head of the nations. People David had not known came to serve him. Foreigners came cringing to David and bowing before the king, obeying him. They they lost heart. They came trembling out of their fortresses. And all of this came to David. Why? Because of this one simple fact. The Lord is God and there is no other. David served God faithfully and God rewarded David for his faithfulness to him. But then there's a second thing that we find David reminding us of tonight. And it's simply this. The Lord lives. Oh, Christian, we do not serve a, a dead Savior tonight. We serve a risen Savior. He lives. Even the patriarch Job understood in the midst of his struggles. In the midst of everything he was going through through that, that the Lord lives and he would see his Lord one day face to face. David understood the, that the Lord lives and he, he knew that the Lord was his rock and it is the Lord God who is to be exalted in the rock of his salvation. David blesses. God for being that steady God for him. Again, David had many ups and downs. He sinned greatly, but God did not abandon him in that. God Rescued him from that God brought him to repentance once again and so David knew that that his God was alive that his God was powerful that his God was the one who, who saved him and redeemed him and he goes on in verses 48 and 49 and it is the same God who gave David vengeance and again we don't like to hear that in our sophisticated society do we? But what was David doing? He was waging war against God's enemies. He was waging war against those who were trying to exterminate the church. Israel. And so God gave him victory. God gave him vengeance over all of his enemies. God brought down peoples under David. He brought David out from his enemies. And God exalted David above them all. Now we know that Saul was physically taller than David, but not exalted higher than David. You see, it was David who was the man after God's own heart. It was David who was the king after God's own heart. And God was not going to let anyone or anything derail God's decrees for His anointed. So God gave David vengeance. He delivered David from all of the men of violence. And for this, David gives the Lord praise. And then third and finally, we see tonight that the Lord is deserving of praise. In verse 50, for this, I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations and sing praises to your name. For this, what is that? For everything David has said in this psalm. For all the victories, for God protecting him, for God delivering him, for God being his rock and his deliverer and his fortress, for God giving him those victories over those who sought the life of David, whether it was Saul or Absalom, her son, or Sheba after Absalom. God protected his anointed. God kept his anointed. And it is for this, David will praise the Lord. Now notice, this praise will not be just confined to Israel. It will be among the nations. David will praise his God among the nations. He will sing praises to his name. Now, again, we see the importance of, of singing. One of the best ways we can praise God is by singing his praises. And we should be a, a singing church. We should loudly sing our praises to the Lord. Why? Because He has delivered us. He has done for us much of what He has done for David and has delivered us from our enemies. In the last verse, David recognizes that God brings great salvation to His King. Now again, who is David? Well, he tells us he is the anointed of Jehovah God has saved David, not only from his enemies, but spiritually, God has brought great salvation to his king. Notice what he says in the second part of verse 51, how God shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. Now it's interesting, this song of David ends much like the song of, of Hannah many years earlier with a focus on the Lord's King and the Lord's anointed. And David speaks of that steadfast love of, of God's covenant with him. You see, the, the covenant that God made with David guarantees that the kindness here uh, confirmed the unfailing love That is given freely. And knows no bounds. Would continue to bring untold blessings. Not just to David. But to his line. For all future generations. And we know tonight. That. That line continues. Because God sent his anointed. God sent his representative. And Messiah. And this. Confirmed and established what David is saying here concerning the Davidic covenant. The Lord's messianic servant, himself a covenant for his people, would fulfill the Davidic covenant as king through unending days. And that is Christ. Do you remember in the genealogy that the Gospel of Matthew gives to us? Matthew takes the genealogy back to Abraham. But as it continues on, we see as well of David. And why was that important? Well, because of what David is saying here. God has kept His covenant. God keeps that covenant and that love He has for His anointed to David and His offspring forever. And Jesus Christ is that offspring that David is speaking of here as he closes this song. And so what application can we make here this evening? Well the first is very simply we've already heard, but we need not only to hear, but to communicate in this world. And it is this the Lord is God. There is no other God tonight than the one we worship and serve. And that should be our message to this fallen world. This morning we heard of the the total depravity of man. And because of that depravity, man by nature is an idolater. We will create gods out of anything. We will look at a tree and say, that is a god. We will look at a cow and say, that is a god. You can look throughout this world and, Man will make a God out of anyone or anything. And truly believe that it is a a living deity. We are not to compromise with the world. And say that there are many gods. There is one true God. He is the creator. Again, we go back to that. You cannot escape that. He is the preserver of heaven and earth. And do you remember what He said to Israel as He brought them out of Egypt? You shall have no other gods before me. Now God is not saying that there are other gods. But what He is saying to His people, that they are not to worship any other god. For all other gods are false gods with no power and no salvation for those who worship them. Now, think of the millions of people tonight in a false religion. Whether it be that of the Roman Catholic Church, or whether it be that of Islam, or, or Mormonism, or Jehovah's Witnesses, all of these false religions. And they think they are secure. They think that their way will get them to heaven, but it will not. The only way that we can get to heaven is through the gospel. Just as there is one true God, there is only one gospel. And that is the good news of Jesus Christ. And in that good news, we hear of the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord. And this is what this world needs to hear. As we saw this morning, the depravity of man. They need to hear that it is Jesus who can can bring by His Spirit a new heart to them. And how they are required and commanded to believe. The second thing tonight, we know as David knows that our Lord lives. Again, why do we worship on the Lord's Day? To celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Every time we gather for worship on this day, we are reminded of the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the grave. On the third day. You see Old Testament saints. They understood that the Lord lives. And so much more do we understand. Because we have seen the other side of Calvary. But even Job would exclaim. Even if, if God took his life. And he died. That he would see his Redeemer. Face to face. Yes Jesus died. On the cross for our sins. But the grave could not hold him. On the third day, He rose from the dead. He lives this very night at the right hand of the Father. And one day, He will come again in in His glory for His people. Third, we see tonight that great salvation belongs to God's anointed. For God shows love to His anointed to David and to his offspring forever. In the book of Romans, Paul, he shows us how two great Old Testament saints believed in Christ and were justified. Abraham and David. Now why did Paul do that? To show the church at Rome, to show the the Romans there that, that, that justification and salvation is the same in both Testaments. Abraham believed and it was accounted for him as righteousness. David trusted and believed. in what and whom did they believe in? The anointed of the Lord. The Messiah. The one who would come. Christ. David saw that great salvation. That would come through his own descendant. David saw that great salvation that would come through David's greater Son, And that greater son was not Solomon. As we will see, Solomon has some of the same issues as his father. But even a greater son than Solomon, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, God keeps that covenant even tonight. Because Jesus, as the Lord's anointed, is the only hope of salvation for sinners. It is through Christ that God shows steadfast love to his people. And so as we close here tonight, the question for us is this. Do we know of that great salvation that is offered to us through Jesus Christ? Do we know of that steadfast love that comes through the anointed of the Lord to David and to his offspring forever? And we are also offspring Of David as we are of Abraham if we have faith. And so, do you know of that salvation tonight? There is only one way, and that is through Jesus. Again, why do we need to be saved? Well, because we are sinners. And apart from Christ, we are wicked people. And so we need to be delivered. Just as David was delivered from all of his physical enemies, we need to be delivered from all of our spiritual enemies. The world, the flesh, and the devil. And only Jesus can deliver us. Only Jesus and through Jesus do we know of that steadfast love. And so come to Christ tonight. Forsake your sin, turn to the anointed of God, the anointed of Jehovah, and see the great salvation that the Lord Jesus Christ, the King, that sits upon the throne of David, offers to all who will turn to Him in faith and repentance. And you will know of that steadfast love, that God speaks of here this evening, not only to his anointed the Lord Jesus, but to David and His offspring forever. May God add his blessing to the reading, hearing, and preaching of His Word. Let us pray. Right. Father in heaven, we thank you tonight for your word. And we thank you, O oh Lord, that you keep your covenants. And that you sent the Lord Jesus Christ, who sits now upon the throne of David, to die for the sins of His people, to be raised the third day for our justification. No Lord God, we pray, I pray this evening, if there are any here that does not know the Lord, that you even now would cry, that you would reach down by your spirit. And show them their sin and their need of Jesus. And give them a new heart. Whereby they can cry out to Your anointed, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God, may the rest of us never cease to sing praises to You. For the great salvation that You have given to us through Your Son. And we pray this in His name. Amen.